What's the one thing all great teams have in common? Great coaching. Try to suck up to me, Evelyn. I'm Gordon Bombay, the new hockey coach. All right, let's go! Learn me! Come on! We're Team USA, gathered from all across America. And we're going to stick together. You know why? Because we are ducks, and ducks fly together. It's the Quack Attack Podcast. Hey, everybody. We dare not shrink from the specter of inevitable change. I'm like, that's Tommy. Wow, that was a great quote. <laughs> that's Kevin. What's up, guys? And yes, that was a really good one. I appreciate it. I uh, I thought a lot I'm, about it. I'm surprised it. you made it all the way through it. Yeah, that was a lot of alliteration that you needed to accomplish. I mean, I did practice it a couple times. Like, when I have some extra time, I do practice the, the early ones, the quotes to lead in. So, yeah, but I thought it fit well here. Kevin, still on the phone. We need a car update. How much have you done, if anything? So, uh, you know, I had planned to possibly begin on the car over Thanksgiving break. I did not do that, but I did eat a lot of turkey and a lot of ham. So, there's that. Wow. Same thing, basically. Okay. So, New Year's Day rolls around. Is Kevin's car working? I say no. I also say no. Wow. Wait, I'll I'll bet you guys something. Didn't you already bet Tommy? You bet him like you'd be done in three days once you got the parts. Yeah, you got the parts like 10 days ago. I don't think we bet. I think I I was saying that that was my goal, maybe. I'm going to have to go back and review the tape here and see what it is, but... Yeah, I don't know. I think New Year's is a good time. I think that's a good over-under. Yeah, uh, Quack Lights, let us know whether you think Kevin's going to fix his car before New Year's or after New Year's. You see, what I think might happen is Kevin... There's no way Kevin works on it over like the Christmas holidays and New Year's holidays because oh, there's like true. too much stuff to do like in terms of like hanging out. But maybe he like has like a last-second... like. Maybe like December nineteenth or something, he just gets it done, mm. knowing that there's no way he gets it done like over the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So he's really got like three weeks left before I think everything shuts down in his life. So uh, <laughs> this is exciting. I can do that. This is exciting. That we have, there's some drama now. I, I have one other question: Does Kevin call us and ask for help? Um. Um. Uh, I don't think either of you know your way around the car any more than I do, so I don't know how much help you would be. Yeah. Probably hold the computer while you watch a YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> That's Or yeah. or it'll be the call the call, hey, I just dropped my car off at the shop. Can you come pick me up? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We can do that. But I'm just gonna I'm just gonna call our good friend Troy and get him to help me. Okay. All right. Um <laughs> And then the second thing here is the turkey leg challenge. I think the turkey leg challenge needs to happen in January sometime. I feel like everyone's kind of up around the holidays and they're busy and stuff like that. So I think turkey leg challenge, 2017 turkey leg challenge. Uh, I don't know. And I think you can really um, train for it. You mentioned you had a lot of turkey and a lot of ham. And I think the ham was a good way to train because you don't want to get sick of turkey. Yeah. And so maybe you have some more turkey like uh, the Christmas holiday. And then in January rolls around and you're ready. We could do that like Super Bowl weekend or something. Oh. Well, that would be February. That would be, yeah, that would be early February. But yeah, so 
we'll tentatively schedule it for Super Bowl week when we might move it up. We, we can do it the week before Super Bowl during that like dead weekend, uh, kind of like the Wing Bowl in Philly. Oh, yeah. Just uh, have some entertainment because everyone's going to watch you eat turkey instead of watching football because there will be no, no football. So. Ah, yeah. That's a good idea. Exactly. No, nobody watches the Pro Bowl. Exactly. Well, isn't the Pro Bowl, uh, is it before again? Yeah, it's, I think it's they move it? for now still. Do they still do the thing where it's like Team Irvin versus Team Deion Sanders or something? Yeah, they did it last year. Anyone watch it? <laughs> any any Quackalite actually watched the Pro Bowl last year? Let us know. I mean, yeah, I'm not expecting an answer right this second. <laughs> watched it. But, all right. Anyway, lots, a lot of quack, a lot of questions and and things for our Quackalites to get back to us on. But let's go into the topic at hand. Tommy, what is our topic today? So the topic today is ranking the Eden Hall Warriors uh, among the great sports dynasties of all time. And I believe this actually uh, came from a Quackalite. Mike, do you have information on that? Yeah, so this came from Zach Growinkle. He uh, he emailed it in quite a bit ago. I've been trying to like find use it, and then we're like, well, let's use it for an episode, and then we just kind of haven't been doing it. But I like the Quack question, email question. So um, for, for Alton from the last episode, two episodes ago, that was saying we were discriminating against non-Twitter users. Here's an email quiet question that got on the show. So, yeah, so as we know, Eden Hall, 10 consecutive state championships. That's what the dean says. Um, I was trying to figure out if these were undefeated state championships. I would I would be willing to guess they were not. They are just state championships. So that's kind of what I'm going off of here. Now, you have a lot of different pro sports you have high school sports where the streaks get kind of crazy so first of all though are we assuming that the ducks roll through four straight years of state championships to make it 14 in a row i mean i think you kind of have to if they don't it would be pretty embarrassing yeah i think so or um there is a scenario where maybe the warriors lose um because the Ducks beat them, and maybe their season's just shot, mm. and so then they have to. So they lose that year, and then the Ducks pick up, and they win three in a row. Oh, okay, okay. So we're talking. So we're talking like thirteen state championships in fourteen years. Yeah, I. Th- but you know, I, I think the the coach is good enough to kind of get over that, and maybe he probably calls up a couple of the Ducks to varsity. Mm. Okay, so should we just assume it's fourteen then? Let, let's do that. Okay, so we're looking at fourteen years now. I think the first dynasty to look at is the Hawks here because you look at the banners. I went back and I looked at the banners and it starts 1971 and it goes to at least 1982. So you have 12 years of championships in there. Well, I guess nine years of championships and one state runner up uh, and possibly another 10 straight years of championships. So you could have a 21 championships in 22 years. Uh, would you rank the Eden Hall run better or worse than that? Now they're playing prep school, they're playing high school hockey, so uh, taking competition into account here. I would put Eden Hall above it because of the competition. Um, but that's only assuming that the Hawks are like 
not doing anything necessarily underhanded because Eden Hall is a prep school. They can recruit whoever they want. Mm -hmm. So I think it might be much easier to maintain the dynasty. Um, But in Pee Wee, it's like, remember how the Huskies got the measles or whatever, right? So they had to forfeit the season. So if you have a bad crop of kids, I mean, you could lose that real quick. But I think we've all kind of established that there's definitely like the best players are playing for the Hawks no matter what. That's true. Yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of gerrymandering going on yes. when it comes to uh, uh, getting the right kids in Hawks uniforms. Um, yeah, definitely. I, would, I, I think I'd agree with Tommy um, on the on the competition aspect. I mean, that's really hard to do, even if you are a prep school and you're recruiting. Um, I mean, you have to figure there are some other powers. Um, around there that, you know, kind of like you said, if you do get a bad crop of kids or, um, or if they do break a rule or something, I don't really know how that works in high school, but, um, I can, I, I could see them like having a, a season like vacated almost. Oh, that's you know, a good point. Some, like, like, like people find out that Portman's like actually 36 or something. Oh, like oh. in, um, like the, the famous Dallas Carter football team that had its uh, championship vacated. Yeah. Made famous by Friday night lights. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So, but we're we're keeping them above the Hawks, even. Yes. Okay. So the next team you look at, you look at just Minnesota high school hockey in general, and I don't know if this is the correct pronunciation, but Creighton Durham Hall from 1949 to 1963, 15 year stretch, they went to the state tournament. 13 times won 11 state championships how would Eden Hall compare to them I I still think it's better because I think there's more competition as uh you get <clears throat> like closer to um the year 2000 yeah um I think it's um I, I just think there there's more competition especially like now than there was even 10 years ago and then you gotta imagine more competition now or 10 years ago than there was in the the 60s so that's very impressive Especially because, yeah. you, you know, not to be kind of morbid, but, you know, an entire generation of, of people, not an entire generation, but there are a lot of casualties because of World War II. And so to be able to kind of keep up that number, even when you think a lot of your, mm-hmm. you know, you know, people went off and, you know, you died off a little bit. So, yeah, I think the competition is a good point here because you look at all like the great dynasties in pro sports, they were all like early on. And I just sports have gotten bigger over the last century here. So, uh, yeah, I I think it's very close though. Like th- when I was doing research, I was thinking like this is probably the most comparable team to Eden Hall um, of really all the other teams. I now, have on here. did they play in the highest classification, if you will? Um, I have to look it up. I believe it was just one classification at the time. Now, was this a big city? I'm not sure. I'm not sure where the school is. I can look that up real quick, but um, I'm not sure really anything about the school other than the championships and their years. Okay, so. Mike's gonna look it up where it's located. Because um, if it's like a, I, I don't know how to feel. If it's a small town, is it more impressive? Or if it's a big city, is it more impressive? How would you feel, Kevin? Um, I, I don't know. It's I, I think it's more impressive if it's a big city i think so too because i think I it's small town you could up. essentially breed everyone to be like live and die this high school team and if it's only one class it's easier to do that 
Um, but it looks like Mike can, might have an answer. Okay, so can can we talk for a second about how we're defining dynasty? Sure, like, sure. Does it have I'll, to be like like over a twelve year stretch or anything like that? I mean, I didn't. I had just kind of a general sense of the best dynasties. I personally place a lot of value in actually winning the championships. So you look at like a team like um, the Montreal Canadiens from 1955 to 1960. They won five straight, but they only had really those five like years that would be considered like the dynasty. I also think as you yeah. increase in um, like level, like going like uh, Hawks, then you go to um, Eden Hall, then you go to the Canadiens. Like you're not going to have as long of streaks, but if you have a shorter streak, it's it's still impressive. Like um, if you think of like the Dallas Cowboys in the '90s won mm-hmm. three Super Bowls in four years. Now three championships in four years isn't necessarily like a huge thing on the high school level, like by any yeah. means. But in the NFL, it's incredibly impressive. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. Uh, Creighton Durham Hall is a private coeducational Catholic high school located in St. Paul, Minnesota. Okay. So, uh, kind of a very so similar, Catholic school. Yeah. So they can recruit. Private school, similar to Eden Hall. Big city, similar to Eden Hall. So, um, do they only play against other Catholic schools? No, they play against public schools. At least that's how it is now. I think everyone gets their own um, thing. I'm if any Minnesota people feel free to correct me on this, but I'm fairly confident that everyone's just kind of put in a big pot right now. I think Eden Hall is more impressive. Oh, okay. I, I think I missed the, the number that the Catholic school had, but was it? Okay, so over a 15-year period from 1949 to 1963. Or was that 14 years? 49 to 63? No, 15. 15, because you got to count the two. Okay. Uh, that's, they made the state tournament 13 times and won 11 state championships. I'm, see, I'm going to kind of go with uh, kind of the same logic uh, that uh, I think it was Tommy had last time. Like back then, the competition wasn't as fierce, I wouldn't imagine. Like I'm sure like this school just dominated everybody and there wasn't like that level of competition. Maybe maybe I'm wrong in that, but... Yeah, I just, and I, I mean I just... Know. It's hard for me to fathom that, that it, the competition was at the same level then that it would be, you know, around the, around the time that Eden Hall accomplished what they accomplished uh and then i mean just in pure numbers they had 11 and 15 eden hall's got 14 and 14 so like i'm no statistician but i believe 14 is bigger than 11 yeah all right i mean where do we want to go do you want to look at other now the only other possible um i guess kind of to play devil's advocate now maybe eden hall is competing in a classification and maybe they're in like uh, like a prep school or a private school classification, so they're not playing like the dominant public schools or something like that. Mm, interesting. This is all interesting stuff. Um, but but I think it's very clear that that prep hockey is huge in Minnesota. So the, the prep um, the prep classification may be better than I guess the public schools. But that's just kind of throwing in a potential wrench. All right. So. Are we keeping it hockey specific? I was gonna, I was gonna open it up. I mean, I got other schools, I got other high school dynasties, I got pro dynasties, I got college dynasties. Are there any high school dynasties that are just ridiculous? Um, I'm gonna give you two. So Brandon High School wrestling, 
went 451 and 0 over 34 years. Where is Brandon High School? Uh, it's in Florida, Brandon, Florida, I believe. Um, and then uh, Carmel, Indiana High School girls swimming currently has a 30 <laughs> straight state team titles from 1986, 87 to 2015, 16. Damn. So those two, That's I think. Can we just talk about the level of research that Mike did for this? It was like, it was like, twenty-five to thirty minutes. Um, twenty-five to thirty minutes a day for forty <laughs> days straight. No, he has a Brandon Florida-like streak of researching for this uh, podcast. Okay, so I mean, there's a Wikipedia page that lists all these great dynasties, and then Brandon High School. There was a documentary made about him that I remember watching on ESPN, like in two thousand eight. Um, so when when did Brandon lose? In 2008. Wait, it was like have, in the documentary they lost, and it was great. Um, don't, don't we have a friend who knows somebody that was involved with that team? I don't know. Do you? Do you have a I secret think, friend uh, you're not telling us about? No, I thought you only had two friends, Kevin. Jazz. Jazz? Jazz. Jazz. Oh! oh. We, we'll ask our friend um, Jasmine, who um, may or may not well, she's from Florida. So. Yeah, like I think that's that the only connection. connection. And she's also a, a big Mighty Ducks fan. Yeah. Um. So maybe this could finally be her opening to come on the show if she knows anything about this that team. Is that is true. So, I mean, out of those two, I think I'd put Eden Hall behind those two, at least for right now. Well, the, the only thing about the Florida one, like that would, that would be an impressive streak if it were in Iowa. Yeah, how good is but, Florida wrestling? Like Florida Ooh. wrestling? I, I mean, I know nothing about it, but I can only imagine it's not at the level that like some of the Midwest states would be. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, because like if um, hypothetically, let's say Eden Hall was like in Virginia, you're like, okay, well, it's Virginia hockey. Who yeah. cares? Since it's in Minnesota, yeah. it's that's, very impressive. That's a fair point. But I mean, I, over 34 years, you got to figure like, all right. <laughs> I think I might have to watch this documentary. I remember, like, it stuck with me, like, what is this, eight years later? I I think it was 2008. It might have been even earlier. Were you watching it? We were just like, wow, they're like the Eden Hall of wrestling. <laughs> yeah. No, it was very fascinating. So I would recommend, if you can find it somewhere, this is before even 30 for 30 existed, but if you can find it somewhere, I'd recommend watching it. Um, and then, so you got those two, and then you go to college. Uh, I mean, you got a lot of college football so-called dynasties i mean you can make an argument that alabama's current dynasty four national titles in seven years right now well i think there's a couple of legit dynasties that you don't really have to like try to make a case for and one is um ucla men's basketball yeah i was gonna bring them up obviously uconn women's basketball i was gonna bring them up as well and north carolina women's soccer yes i had them down as well so i mean i'll just to rattle off the stats UCLA men's basketball, 1964 to 1975, uh, 10 titles in 12 seasons. They won 88 straight. Uh, UConn women's basketball, 11 championships in 17 seasons. Um, You have, I'll just throw another one out there. Speaking of wrestling, Iowa wrestling, 1975 to 1986, 11 titles in 12 years. And then North Carolina women's soccer, 1979 to 2012, 22 titles in 34 years. So would you put Eden Hall anywhere amongst those? Would you put him above them? 
for as like for the women's soccer, I, I'm going to use the same argument as like the competition aspect of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's kind of and and I, I mean, that's impressive. I'm not going to. I mean, 22 in what 34 years? Yeah, that's crazy impressive. Um, but I, the the level of competition, I wouldn't say is at the level that like, I mean, that high school hockey in Minnesota would be. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. I think that makes sense, but also one thing to kind of throw in there, um, I think the UCLA dynasty is incredibly impressive. Um, but um, one thing about, but there's like something beyond like UCLA. There's like NBA afterwards. I mean, the NBA still wasn't as big, like like uh-huh. as enormous as it is now. Um, but women's soccer, like eighties, like early nineties, that was it. You weren't going on for like. World Cup glory then. What, it is, wasn't... what does that have to do with the dynasty? Well, I mean, so that was still like, it was the top competition. Yeah. Like, no, okay. I, that, I mean, like, that was like as soon as where it got. didn't exist. I mean, no, I mean, like, I'm, I don't I mean, think that like affects the competition level. Well, I mean, what I think it is, is that's the highest competition there is, though, if you're looking at like strictly college. Like, that's why you could say, like, um, oh, like the Bulls had, you know, they're they're great '90s teams. Maybe that's more impressive than um, UCLA. Um, but for the Carolina soccer team, it's like that was it. And so like there was no like oh well we're done playing. Like in like high school, it's like oh well we lost. Who gives a shit? I'm gonna go play in college. And college is like oh we lost. Who gives a shit? I'm about to go pro. So to be that good that like that many years, I think is incredibly impressive. How how many um, what does anybody I, I doubt Mike went this and that's with it but how many people who played for the U.S. Women's National Team played at North Carolina during that period? That's a good question. Anybody, any idea? Probably a lot of. Them. I mean, if it's like ninety percent of them, like that's kind of saying something yeah. I, that I would say is kind of a knock against them because they literally just have all the best players. I'm going to look up the 1999 U.S. women or World Cup winning U.S. soccer team because that was like the first like. Yeah, that was the big like breakthrough moment for them. So, I mean, me personally, I put I'd put Eden Hall over uh, Creighton Durham Hall. I put him. Um, I still think the Brandon streak is much better. I think the girls' swimming streak is better. You could make the the competition argument there. Um, uh, and then like Iowa wrestling, UConn basketball. You, I think UCLA basketball. Uh, obviously, men's basketball and just college basketball in general wasn't as big as it is now. But I think that's still better than Eden Hall. Um, UConn women's basketball. 11 and 17 is pretty impressive. Um, but, I mean, you have kind of a falling off, I guess. But yes and no, because you have, like, the rise of Baylor women's basketball, but you have the falling off of, like, Tennessee women's basketball because Pat Summitt's gone. So, okay, quick interjection. There okay. were, I believe, 20 people on that 1999 team. Eight went to North Carolina. So, for okay. Kevin, then, is that good or bad? I mean, that's what like 40 percent that's a pretty high number still i mean i don't know i'm just saying that like and it's the same thing for the women's basketball argument like 
90% of those years, you knew that either Tennessee or UConn were going to win. Yeah. So you're saying, you're saying that was sealed. You're saying that just they can recruit their players. They can recruit the best players, so that hurts their dynasty well, standing. And they don't have to play. They don't have to play anybody like that, th- like legitimately threatens them. So like it's like how like UConn women like a couple of years ago they'd play like the number two, number three, number four teams in non uh, non conference and beat the shit out of them by like twenty or thirty yeah, points. Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, I, I like. It's impressive that they did that. I'm just saying I think the competition level. I think the longevity is, is pretty impressive. The board. Yeah, the longevity of 22 titles in 34 oh, years. Oh, the longevity for sure. Uh, yeah, I think it just depends on how much you place on that. Uh, I do think a streak of consecutive championships is impressive. Like Not to have layoff uh, like even one year. Is very impressive. So, what was North Carolina's longest streak during the time? Um, I'd have to go back and look it up, but um, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not gonna even venture a guess. Okay. Uh, but it had. I mean, it had to Wait. be what, like at least like. I'm know, sure. Th- I'm sure there were like seven years. They probably had at least like four year reigns. Yeah. So, so have we talked about like Russell's Celtics? We have not. We have not gone into the pros yet. Yeah. So I mean, let's go into the pros. Like, like, who? I mean, you have the Bulls with six titles in uh, eight seasons. You talked about Russell's Celtics. Uh, the Lakers won like five in ten years or something like that. Um, you have the New York Yankees. From 1947 to 1964, won 15 of 18 AL pennants in 10 World Series, including five in a row. Uh, Montreal Canadiens, five straight titles from 1955 to 1960. And you have like the Oilers, the 80s, five titles in seven years. You have uh, the New York Islanders in the 80s as well, early 80s, uh, four straight titles. So, I mean, how much can we kind of transfer high school success to pro success? Like how much is there like a, how much even is it, are we able to compare apples and oranges to an extent? I think one thing that's in common with all of these um, dynasties uh, are head coaches. Now were any of these, like the head coach left and the dynasty stayed? Uh, Well, I mean, when Red Auerbach left, they were still, I mean, not at that level, but they were still pretty good. Well, did they? How many more titles did they win? Uh, let me look and see when he left. I just, I, I'm just having trouble, kind of, um, even comparing like a high school feat to a pro feat, because in terms of just numbers, obviously they're going to be better. I think. You look at the Yankees, there's like 16 teams around that time. The Yankees definitely changed managers. Yeah. So, and they only had 16 teams, though. Like, oh, yeah. So it was just like, so it wasn't like, like it is today where there's yeah, 30 teams. So, so, yeah. So I don't know. I, I think that hurts them. I think six and eight for the Bulls is pretty impressive. I, I still think that's kind of like the gold standard for dynasties. Yeah. In in the nineties when there's lots of interest, there's lots of teams, there's all kinds of free agency, that kind of stuff. I think that is very impressive. Um yeah, I the the 
the NHL ones, especially the Canadians, like they basically could keep all the players that grew up in Montreal around that time. So like they were just getting their best players anyway. So mm-hmm. I think that's tough. Um, and then as you go on, like maybe the Oilers in the eighties is a little better, but I would probably still put Ian Hall above those too. Cause 14 in a row is very impressive. I think the closer you get to modern day, the more impressive the dynasty is on the, especially yeah. on the professional level. Yeah. Cause I mean, even the Lakers winning three after the Bulls did, like that was crazy impressive just because like, that's like a whole other era mm-hmm. in terms of free agency and stuff, even compared to the Bulls. Um, and then the Lakers did that again, uh, you know, a couple of years later. So I don't know. I think that's, I, or I guess they did uh, two in a row, but, yeah. um, uh, so I, I agree with Tommy in that respect. Like the, it's so hard. And, and so you can throw the Spurs as a, a present day out there too. It's so, so hard to have those dynasties now. Um, like it's pretty easy for the, I mean, I, not pretty easy, but like for the Celtics back in the day, because they had the same team for the, mm-hmm. all those years, like that yeah. just doesn't happen anymore. Um, which is why college ones are, are really impressive too, because they're obviously turning out players every you know four years, you know. So, um, yeah. So I, I'd put more stock in in, in uh, more recent pro dynasties. I think. Um, I wonder if um, we think about like the the Buffalo Bills, mm-hmm. four straight Super Bowl losses. Oh, interesting. I mean, if they uh, didn't shit the bed in the big game, they could have been right up there. I mean, they could have been talking about them as like that, the greatest dynasty of all time. Because I, I think... On? What's that? Who, who's the kicker? kicker? Is oh, it like something Christie? Yeah, I don't remember. But shout out to him. We could definitely... Doug Christie was their quarterback later. <laughs> I don't remember. Maybe Jim Kelly will be on. Yeah. Uh, What's Norwood. That Jim on? Norwood. Scott oh yeah, Norwood. Josh Norwood. Scott, yeah, Scott. I think. Um. Anyway, all right. So let's let's just go through here. So you have. We all agree that. Do we have any NFL teams on there? Because I I think NFL dynasty is the most impressive, but there's no like yeah, extended the, winning streaks. Yeah. You have like the three. I mean, and the four. Patriots. The, the fact that the Patriots have been in the playoffs every well, year, except I think that one year when they were ten and six and missed the playoffs, is one of the most impressive things in sports. Of the last twenty years, okay, yeah, but then you had like how many years in a row did the Dallas Mavericks make the playoffs though, and they only won one title? Yeah, but I mean, the yeah, well, okay, but won. then there are also fewer playoff spots. That's true. Okay, so let's just put it to it: Eden Hall, better or worse than the Patriot dynasty? Who? Um, I man, that's tough. Pass. <laughs> how many? Well, how many Super Bowls have the Patriots won in in this dynasty? Is they it four, won three, been to five. Is that what it is? Because they lost to the Giants twice. Mm-hmm. Twice. Yeah. yeah, that sounds right. It's around there. I, they might have four. I don't. I don't remember. Maybe it's three because they beat. Okay. Uh, they beat the Rams, the Panthers, and then most recently, beating the Seahawks. So they have one, yeah. two, three, four. They beat the Rams, Panthers, Eagles, and Seahawks. Oh, the Eagles, that's right. The Eagles, I so remember, from, went to like four straight NFC Championship yes. games. So from 2002 to uh, 2015, 
you have four titles. See, that's kind of a long period. Yeah. And so that's basically the same amount of period Eden Hall had 14. Yeah. I mean, I would put Eden Hall over them. I'm just going to say it right now. Can can we ask, are we assuming that Eden Hall's tenure was uh, scandal-free? Yes. I will say yes. Really? <laughs> yeah. With that, with that, with that board. Mm, that's a good point. Yeah. That's a I. I mean, I'm just playing like maybe I'm just wishing that it's scandal free, but it's probably not because I mean, even Portman just returning is yeah. kind of shady <laughs> yeah. in itself. So maybe that's a good point. Maybe this taints really all of it, and. They're like a good high school dynasty, but you can't really compare them to sports dynasties, to pro dynasties and college dynasties. Cause well, well, let's go this way. Who's like a pro dynasty that it is more impressive than? I mean, I'd say maybe it's more impressive than like Cowboys in the 90s. I mean, but three and four years is pretty damn good. I would put it over that. Yeah. Just because of the longevity. Like to not mess up once in 14 years. Is very impressive to me. That's true. Uh, I mean, uh, the that the Celtics one is is what is it nine and ten years? Yeah. Well, how many did the the Lakers win in the eighties? A lot. I think it's five. It ten and eleven years, rather. Ten and eleven years. Okay. See, I would put Eden Hall below that. Yeah. So, somewhere between the Celtics. And the Cowboys is where Eden Hall fits. Is that what we're saying? So are we saying that Eden Hall's better than like North Carolina women's soccer? I would say, I yes. I just don't know how much competition there was in women's soccer. Um, how much have they won lately? Well, I mean, the streak ended in two twenty twelve. Okay, so I that's a good point too because you do have a lot of. Uh, I mean, that's. Fairly recent. It's within 15 years here. Mm-hmm. Well, within four years, but obviously within 15 years, they've won multiple uh, titles. So, um, I don't know. You, what, I, what say I'll, you? I'll, I'll, I'll say this. You can certainly argue that theirs was more important than Eden Hall's. Well, yeah, I don't think Eden Hall's is all that important in general. Like, it's just another yeah. uppity prep school winning. Like, yeah, I don't think it's breaking down any gender or racial barriers or anything like that. So yeah, um, so I mean, what what do you guys say about Wait, North Carolina? Hang on, hang on, hang on. We also haven't even thrown out the the Globetrotters. <laughs> well, I mean, if, we're, if we're gonna talk about tainted records, <laughs> yeah, I mean they never call traveling in those games. It's bullshit. Well, it's because they never travel. Uh, because they're amazing. I don't know about that. All right. So, North Carolina women's soccer, better or worse than the Eden Hall dynasty? Uh, I'd, I'd, say, I'd say worse, but at the same time, we don't know a ton about how good women's college soccer yeah. was in like the that's, 80s. Yeah, okay. That's a good point. Um, I agree. And, but we do know like, like Minnesota hockey is legit. Mm-hmm. Okay. So... I think like the next step up would be maybe UConn women's basketball, eleven titles in seventeen years. Eden Hall better or worse than them? I think because also the way UConn did it, UConn came from like nothing. 
Oh, that's a good point. And good. and so the power programs of like the early '90s were like Texas, like Texas Tech, um, Tennessee, and I think Georgia was also pretty good, but I, I might not be sure about that. Um, I think Arkansas was also pretty good. Um, and so UConn kind of rising out of nothing, and then dethroning Tennessee uh, as the marquee women's basketball program. That's pretty, pretty huge. So you're picking them over Eden Hall? I think so, but it would be interesting to see how Eden Hall's dynasty started because I think we need to assume that Eden Hall was a dynasty when um, Bombay played there, right? Yeah, I think there is just kind of in the sense of the third documentary that this has been a very prestigious school for a very long time. So that's a good point. Um, Kevin, what say you? UConn women's basketball I would put Eden Hall ahead of them for this for the same competition reason. This is tough. I I might put them a little below, just a little below. Um, so we we're kind of there. Uh, does anyone think that they are better than UCLA men's basketball? Ten titles in twelve seasons, one eighty-eight straight. No, I, I I'd put no. Yeah, okay. UCLA firmly above. Okay, Hall. so I mean, we kind of have a. A equivalent here with UConn women's basketball. So Eden Hall, the UConn women's basketball of boys Minnesota high school hockey. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so that was, that was an incredible sentence. I guess like Charlie Conway is like the Diana Taurasi of yes. uh, of hockey. Exactly. It's pretty impressive. Exactly. All right, let's go to the quack question for the new listeners. You send us quack questions on Twitter. Use the hashtag quack question. We answer them. If you're not on Twitter, you can email them to us. Just go to thequackdate.com. Hit contact us. Send them that way. You can send them in on Facebook if you really want. But anyway, Kevin, what is the quack question today? Uh, today's quack question uh, It's kind of a little bit of a segue from what we were talking about just a second ago. Um, it comes from... Uh, Bobby Lemaire, who's at Air Lemaire, a uh, longtime Quackalite. Um, and I think we've touched on this a little bit before, but uh, his question is, what was Portman doing with his life that he can drop everything he's doing and sign the scholarship for an exhibition game? That's a good, that's a good question. I just think Portman, um, I mean, you could, you could think maybe he's hiding some sort of probationary action, like he can't leave the state of Illinois at this point. So, I, I mean, I just think he's hanging out. Like, Fulton says that when he learned Bombay bailed, Portman bailed. So, maybe Portman's just trying to, like, stick it to the man in his own way. And he's not really doing anything other than just, like, hanging around trying to stick it to the man still. You know, one thing I just I don't think... No, go ahead, Kevin. I, I was going to say, I don't think it'll surprise anybody to know that I fall firmly in the probation camp. Um, or or jail or or something nefarious, um, uh, I, and then I think uh, it kind of goes to what we were talking about the possible scandals at Eden Hall. Like they just kind of looked past the fact that they've got a you know a, a juvenile offender, and we're just like, hey, he's pretty good at hockey. We need some size, whatever, and they were perfectly okay with it. But I think he was in jail or on probation, something. And so for the kind of scandal part, this is. Uh... Not super, like, it's a little bit relevant to the question, but, you know, it could be something where Portman came 
played in the exhibition and like obviously there's no like eligibility questions like yeah you can play that no problem but then yeah. like coach Orion like next game was like you are not even close to being eligible and I am not playing you until you're eligible because I could see Orion doing that um and I think part of it could be this juvenile facility you were in you don't have the proper credits yeah like you were released but you need to like like show that you actually had these credits or whatever and you need to like pick up some extra coursework and you'll be eligible next year yeah you think about it like I think we've theorized that this exhibition came exhibition game came like during the winter break period but so I mean in that case it's a whole semester of work that Portman has not been at Eden Hall for uh, at the very least it's a significant amount of time whether you want to put like a time constraint on it or not so yeah I think it's very possible that he uh is either arrested or, or finds himself in trouble somehow, doesn't want to, um, like, disappoint the Ducks, or he doesn't. Re- he's just embarrassed by it. So he, he learns Bombay bails, and he's just like, oh, I'm going to leave too. But it's really, he has no choice. So I think, yeah, I think that is a very uh, feasible scenario there. The I like this violation angle um, with him not being able to play and then everyone sees during that exhibition oh he's a good player he's a good player so there's pressure to get him on ice maybe there's a grade change or two mm. and now the the Eden Hall dynasty is just crumbling Kevin what do you think um I'm I, I'm not gonna lie I was a little distracted there um <laughs> was there a question <laughs> Um, no, I was just trying to see if you if you agreed with me in terms of maybe when Portman comes back, people see what he can do in that exhibition, and then there's pressure to get him on the ice. There's a grade change or two, and the Eden Hall dynasty oh, yeah. crumbles. Absolutely, and then and then years later they end up having to you know vacate those wins. I, I think so what could not, happen. So it's not 14 straight. It's 12. 12 championships or 13 championships in mm-hmm. in 14 years. You know, what, what I could see happening is, so everyone sees how great Portman is. However, they, you know, they say, oh, Enforce are great. And so really it's up to Cole. If Cole starts to kind of like struggle, there's going to be immediate calls like get Portman up to varsity. Mm. And so, I mean, in, in that case, like if Eden Hall could just like, this could be a total wake up call. And they might not need Portman, so it doesn't matter that he's not eligible. And they could just like coast through and win that championship. And so maybe they avoid scandal. The only potential scandal being like, hey, you got this kind of outlaw on your team Mm -hmm. just because he's good at hockey. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely bad press. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, it's like if, if it were a college, like, yeah, definitely. But I mean, high school, it's like. Oh, we're trying to reform him, and we like to have certain, you know, we like to have scholarships to help people who wouldn't normally be able to go to Eden Hall. And so they'd be very good at spinning it, I think. Mm -hmm. That's good. That's really good. So really, Cole is the key to the continuation of this Eden Hall dynasty. Yeah, absolutely. It all rests on Cole's shoulder. This has been a revelation here. A lot of of tentacles coming out from this Portman what whatever Portman was doing in Chicago during that first semester, uh, a lot has been kind of riding on it. A little butterfly effect going on here. 
Uh, if you have any other kind of change in this butterfly effect, thequackdad.com, go there, listen, contact us, at Pod on Twitter, iTunes, go there, give us five stars, tell us your favorite um, story about Portman's time in that first semester, whatever he did, facebook.com slash Pod. Uh, go to our shop, shirts make Great Christmas gifts or Hanukkah gifts. Breaking news on that front. Oh. Free shipping has been extended to December 5th. Free. So we will post that code back on our Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, and make sure to get your uh, get your orders in for uh, for your Christmas shopping. Is that still $45 limit there? Or you over $45? Uh, for U.S. and international, 80 Yes. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and go there, get the promo code. We'll send the promo code out. Um, and remember, ducks fly together. Ducks fly together. Quack, quack.